Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody, Matt Reister at the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention. We're in Orlando, Florida. And uh, Andrew, it's been a good couple days so far. We've got another day or two left. Yep. We got people from our booth messing around with beach balls out there, getting themselves in trouble. I don't know if I need. I to think get- it's good. There, you know, anybody who's not already looking at our booth when they're walking past, when when Dave Glander throws a beach ball at your head, you you turn and look at the booth. So you know. Yeah, we may any, be- any press is good press. We're gonna get reported at one at some point or another. But anyway. Yeah, NRB uh, police headed our way. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do an interview right now with a gal named Jan Solomon. This lady has a wild story. And I'll let her tell it. But what I was amazed by with Jan, you're going to get a live flute performance, first of all. Right. Uh, She played with Luis Palau in uh, some Latin American, um, what do you call those that Billy Graham did? Crusade type things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she also has a ton of contacts that are incredible. She's got contacts with people who started Crew the Brights. She's got contacts Mm -hmm. with um, Nate Saint and Jim Elliott, the the missionaries that were speared in Ecuador. Yeah. and a fascinating story that the essence of it is she thought she had to go to the world to spread the gospel and she's learned that she can do it from home in a unique way that involves sailing right did you remember any of that i i've only gotten to listen to to a small part of this one so far um just plowing through as many as i can uh in in getting ready to produce these and put them up online so yeah, the way this works is we do these interviews i think i did six or seven or eight and uh yesterday and then andrew takes this sd card and just starts grinding them out yeah. and uh and so i get to listen to some of them i don't get to listen to uh, every word quite yet of of each of them but uh i will you know, eventually listen to each of them two or three times through so it's good yeah thanks for your work and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in we got a lot of great content on uh, this conversations podcast so go check a bunch of it out Everybody, Matt Reister at NRB. That's the National Religious Broadcasters Convention 2023. We are in Orlando, Florida, and I need to give a shout out to Reasons for Hope Ministries. That's R4HRFORH.com. They do a bunch of apologetics. They've got a sweet app, and they have decided generously to share some of the costs of us being here this year. And uh, you've heard Dave Glander on a couple of our podcast interviews so far. You're going to hear more of him and Wade Wacker. And uh, just thank you to Reasons for Hope. Go check them out uh, online. If you're in the Northeast Iowa area, Dave's going to be at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference again this year, last Saturday in July through the first Saturday in August. And he's going to be leading our junior and senior high ministry. So thank you to Reasons for Hope. And now i got Jan Solomon here with me, who's got an interesting story about... Uh, being in ministry with Luis Palau down in Colombia and a bunch of other cool stuff. How you doing today, Jan? Great. It's always good to see you. Awesome. You bet. We met yesterday and we've 
been able to talk a few times with, uh, between then and now. And uh, you're holding a flute in your lap, mm-hmm. and you've got an interesting ministry right now where you take people sailing Quite out of Sarasota, ride. Florida. Quite the ride. Uh, tell people just real quick that summary that you told me just before we hit sure. record. Before we pray, yeah. so now it'll be better, right? Yeah, so what's your story? Well, there was a little girl from the beach who ran off to change the world with her childhood sweetheart, and it seems the world changed the little girl, followed her home, so she took the whole world sailing, and in the meantime learned you can change the world from home. You're a missionary wherever you are. So we're gonna have to unpack the heck out of that. It took me a while yesterday when we first met to kind of get what's (laughs) even going on here. Um, So let's start with the first part of that. Okay, little girl from the beach, Yeah. preacher's kid, Right, the park's named after Daddy Chaplin, Police Sheriff Fire Veterans Hospital. Where at? Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Chaplain J.D. Hamill Park, and he also started the Brethren Hour, hung out with you know all those people in the old days like the Grams. And my mother was a symphony violinist, but they had gone to seminary, Matt, with another couple named the Solomons, who went to Argentina with my mom's brother. So all my life, the good china came out for the missionaries. I quit school in the fourth grade. I resigned, I wrote a letter. And when I applied for my PhD uh, fellowship, this teacher wrote a letter and said she finished the fourth grade, so give her the fellowship. I wrote a letter to resign from the fourth grade because the field was ripe unto harvest and I had gone forward with all those pictures of the missionaries, including my future husband. Uh So I wanted to lead that last person to the Lord, that last people group, I was looking for them. Yeah. So. You thought at that time that to really have impact for the kingdom, I got to go somewhere I else. I have to go. So I've got to leave school. I've got to go. Were you thinking 1040 window? Were you I was thinking, thinking Tim Solomon, probably. I had met him twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have uh, national magazines of us together as babies that we didn't know about. And wow. the Sarasota Herald Tribune right here. We got it right here. 1962 front and center. And his sister's kind of keeping the pace there, making sure we're not smooching in public. <laughs> the next time I saw the guy, I'm 16, and wow. their family's moving from Argentina to Colombia. He kisses me on the beach, you know, those preacher's kids. <laughs> runs off, and I had already played flute for Arthur Fiedler as part of the Youth Symphony at the Van Wesel Performing Arts. And I was scheduled, if I accepted, to go with National Band of Colombia. I'm sorry, to go with theirs at Ferdinand Slip, to <laughs> National Band where you, at that summer, you played in Carnegie Hall, you played for the Pope. I went to visit my boyfriend in Columbia, brought him home. You can imagine what the high school boys thought of that. Who is that drug dealer hanging out with Jan? No, no, he's from Ohio, missionary (laughs) kid. So we finished high school together. Matt, what class do you think we took? Do you think we took um, circus with the Walendas as our high school elective? What do you think we took? Music. Uh, well, music we had down. He plays guitar, but there was another class. Sailing. Yeah, it was actually a high school class. So we've sailing been was a sailing class. together 50 years. He's For got, our audience, she yeah. gave me a hand signal that gave that away. I, I didn't just pull. I just <laughs> didn't pull that up. Uh, so sailing is a class. I never thought of that. Yes. But in Sarasota, Florida. Yes. That makes sense. Mountain climbing is not going to happen. <laughs> so we did sailing, absolutely. So then. Um, that was the part of the little girl running off to change the world. I found the childhood sweetheart. We were married by both fathers, and we had our kids. I was on a music tour with Continentals when our daughter was born. Debbie Boone was singing, You Light Up My Life. Steve Green was singing, People Need the Lord, and I'm singing, I'm going home to pick up a baby. <laughs> so then we went to Columbia, 
and there was a situation. They didn't call it a war, and that's why they won that war. Um, tough people love them. After we were evacuated, we went back and lived there three more years. Yep. But I had played flute for Dr. Luis Palau with Continentals at QPR and in London. Now, there was a situation in Colombia where Americans were under a mandatory evacuation, and Dr. Luis Palau's Argentine, and so he stayed. What year was this? 1989, August. Okay, which was volatile in the world at that time. Five men were running. Well, it said the most dangerous city in the world, and it's got Medellin. It might as well have had a picture of Tim and I in our church camp property because the M19 was hanging around there. But Bogota we were living in at the time, and five men were running for president. Three were assassinated during the elections. Crazy. Our shopping mall blew up. Sometimes we would see a shooting in the street and other things. Yeah. In that spirit of changing the world, I wandered off to flute rehearsal and woke up three days later in mm. Tim's arms. They didn't tell me much else. I know I was beat, hit, poisoned, mm -hmm. but um, Tim and I had a choice. He had told our preschool children that mommy had a migraine headache, mm. and that's why she didn't wake up for three days. Wow. We could either mention it to the American embassy, who had politely asked all Americans to leave, the Colombian yep. government. I'm thinking no. Yeah. Dr. Luis Palau, who would have to close his festival and feel very badly, I'm sure. Yeah. No. Or my parents, the preachers on the mission board, Tim's parents, the missionaries, uh, no way Jose in Spanish. Yeah. Creo que no. <laughs> so what do you think I did, Matt? You got up and played your flute. That's what you got I your did. flute I in did. here for. got it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> is that what you played that day um no i have no idea what i played because i had been mostly dead as they say in princess bride i don't have a lot of memory <laughs> i have a lot of photos because they were all over the place you showed me one yeah so we um got evacuated anyway as you can imagine and so you got up i mean let's land on this luis palau deal yeah was it a several night thing yes sir and so did yes, you sir. miss any of the nights when you no. were God is so good. So is that opening night or something? No, God is so good. God is so good. Okay. You've heard that one too. I've heard that one too. <laughs> what happened is I kind of fell asleep during it was rehearsal I was going to. Yeah. So I didn't miss any of the festival. Okay. So nobody except a few people on the... How many days long was the festival? Uh, six days. I played flute to 160,000 people. Over 10,000 people accepted Christ. So was that... Yes. Over six... Day period. How many times did you play? Six, six times? Six times. Yeah, okay. I'm just yeah, trying to all understand. all evening. You know, just we were just the like music. A, so Luis Palau, for anyone who doesn't know this, was like a Latin American version of Billy Graham. Yes. Uh, an evangelist who would go do these huge yes. events. And... Um, that's what you were part of. Dr. Graham helped him get started. And we got evacuated, and then we went back in and lived there three more years. And we were never planning on sharing this story with the Palau family. Now, the Colombian people in the team knew about it because they kind of helped make sure I was okay, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But the um, the American side There's a guy's name nothing. you told me yesterday no, I'm not no, supposed no, to you, say. No, 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 no. Um, I'm okay. You're okay. We're okay. <laughs> and Dr. Palau went to heaven knowing everything was okay. But I was really sick. I was really sick, and um, 
So my husband did what any guy would do. He took me around the world in other places, and we opened Christian bookstores. I went back to radio. This is WFRN, your friend in Michiana. CDR, welcome. Because <laughs> we had a radio background, KZM, which is now Moody, and my husband started the Joy FM, and I picked the call letters where Jesus is shared. I was going to do, and it ended up being with Joy and Serving, which I like better. Cool. So I didn't stay anywhere very long so I could get away with the brain damaged blonde thing. Nobody really knew that <laughs> I was in suicide level pain. Wow. My myelin sheath or whatever yeah. is going on, it's like trigeminal neuralgia but with um, a knife twisting on fire at all times. Ugh. And Currently um, or then? Then. Got We're going to get to the healing I was going to say, you're doing pretty well We're if gonna that's get to happening the currently. Part. And so what happened next is... Um, well, I brought home an exchange student from Siberia, and we were I was leading the first mission vision trips to the Wadani in Ecuador. And then... Hang on there. Yeah. Anybody who's been around Christianity a while should know what the Wadani in Ecuador mean. I know you've got a connection there. That's where uh, Jim and Elizabeth, El or Jim Elliott and Nate Saint and yes. the five guys that were uh, speared. Let's stop right there and tell a little bit of that story. Well, if you're part of the missionary world and... Um, HCJB was one of the places we were thinking of going, a radio, obviously, in, in Ecuador. We had also looked at Transworld Radio, but missionary kids tended to go to school in the Alliance Academy of Ecuador, and um, Tim was not there, but we were friends with Steve Saint, and the way that I first got involved with taking kids down, I was leading a trip to, um, to Quito, and I was asked by Stephanie to come into the jungle on our next trip. And is Stephanie Steve's wife? Stephanie is the daughter who is now in heaven. Okay. And Ginny is the wife. Okay. And um, we ended up leading the first trips into the jungle of just regular school kids. Okay. Okay. It's early 90s. Yep. And then when um, Minkai, the gentleman who speared Jim Elliott, he says he was, and Nate Saint, um, he didn't give which specific names of the people, but... Um, when he went on tour with Stephen Curtis Chapman, Minkai's wife actually lived with us in Sarasota. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah, we were involved in making Beyond the Gates of Splendor. Our family has a little bit part in the soda pop scene. Oh, cool. And, um, I'll have to go look at that. Their family. And, well, they asked us to hop in the set, and I said, what do we need to do? And they said, look sad. And I looked over at, you know, one of my husband's best friends who lost his dad when he was five. Yeah. And our family said, we can do that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's You're that too. We're talking about Nate's, or Nate's, Steve Saint lost yes. his dad, Steve, who was, five, Steve who was speared in Ecuador. Steve lost his dad when he was uh, yeah, five. Sorry. Nate. Yeah. And the best part of that story is all of that, our whole generation became missionaries because of all of that, right? And so there I am later in the jungle, and I asked Minkai, why did you stop spearing? And he said, Daime, that's my name. And this is all in Watadiddle. He doesn't speak English, Spanish, or Quechua. Yeah. He says, we saw the men go to the heavenlies, and we saw the heavenlies greet them. You know, well, I had heard it from the missionaries, and I had seen it in the Life magazine, but I had not heard it from the guy who that's threw amazing. the spear. That's awesome. Yeah. And then let me just say, there's a movie called The End of the Spear. Absolutely. That uh, is, is, is an amazing movie that every Christian should see. 
And then you've got this other kind of documentary that followed it. Well, Beyond the Gates of Splendor came first, and I'm glad because oh, okay. all five widows were live. That's why when we're talking about making a sailing home story, yeah, the people that were involved when I was healed, which we'll get to in a second, yeah. yep. they're still alive, and they've taped their stories. And that's why this is, to me, more important than hiring an actor and telling them what happened yes. because this is happening. It's like the real account. Yeah, yep. yeah this is happening. And I don't mean to divert your story and talk about that's that, part but, of it. but that's an amazing connection that you have to a very notorious group of people in Christianity. I mean... Uh, well, Life magazine called them the most savage people group anthropologists have ever studied. And I showed him in the magazine, you know, here it says you're the, the cross link between monkeys and people. And he looked at it, laughed and said, nobody would ever believe that. Everyone knows there's a man maker. That's awesome. That's coming from Minkaye? That's coming from him. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, uh, continue on. So we're so back. We're, we're getting back to doing all that. Yeah, we're doing all that. And nobody knows I'm sick. Maybe Minkaye's wife on Porto does because she is really intuitive. And she's still alive, by the way. He's alive in heaven. So we were doing all that. And I brought home an exchange student from Siberia from Krasno Comments, which at that time really didn't exist. It wasn't doing uranium mining. And um, the way we were allowed to show Jesus film there is it was all let the American school teachers come and pick up an exchange. Where is this? That's uh, outside of Chita, another 14 hours by train. You can see outer Mongolia from it in in China. In China. Okay. It's the very top of Russia near China. Okay. Yeah. One thing I learned talking to you yesterday, I got to slow you down and like, Uh because you're saying stuff that's, uh, now you mentioned the Jesus film. Tell us what that is. Okay. So as, um, as a school teacher at that time, who had a missionary and a music background, I was leading the missions trips for Dayton Christian schools. And um, Jesus Film, Dayton Dayton Christian in Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. And wherever my husband was opening a Bethel bookstore, I just did radio or teaching or whatever. Yep. Got my kids into the, you know, church youth group that had the fun. Yep. And um, at that time we were um, taking trips and I brought home an exchange student. I went to Siberia myself with brain damage Siberia, as in past Moscow, past Chita, another, what, 14 hours by train. Where they train. send prisoners yes, of the like Soviet Hogan's gulags. Hero. Like yeah. Hogan, Hogan's Hero. So I get back and they do the little interviews, you know, the regular press. And um, they ask me, did you see any uranium mining? And I'm like, what? This was 95. I'm like, I don't even have a brain. What are they talking about? And I said, no, I got to show the Jesus film and pray with kids in public schools. Can I do that here? And they said, oh, Mrs. Solomon, always, always a pleasure. So it was in that world that we introduced our exchange student to Dr. Steve Douglas, who they're, he's in heaven, but they're going to be honoring him, I understand, Thursday through Judy Douglas. We give him tickets to Soccer World Cup with our family, with my father, and our exchange student because he just did the handshake. And so who, who's Steve Douglas, for those he who don't was, know? He was, at that time, vice president of Campus Crusade for Christ. And he said, Bill and Vonette and Judy and I are looking for people to So who are Bill them. and Vonette? Founders Campus Crusade for Christ. The they, Brights. They were, they were bright. Yeah, we always used to say, Bill Bright loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. <laughs> but um, when I was a little kid, I was passing out his flyers and saying, do you know Jesus? If you invite him into your heart right now, we can go to heaven right now if you're the last unreached people. So Steve Douglas from Campus Crusade is saying to me, Blah, 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 blah. You don't need to finish doctorates. Blah, 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 blah. We're opening a new world headquarters of Campus Crusade for Christ, blah, blah, in Florida, blah, blah. And Tim and I looked at each other and said, Florida, 
we feel called. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up right here in Orlando, and there was a problem. I was sick. Mm. And um, Tim took me back to Sarasota and commuted to Orlando. How far is that? Uh, It feels like a day, but it's two, three hours, depending on traffic. Yep. And... I had already continued to do some trips with them, and when 9-11 happened, I was flying home from um, a speaking engagement I had in Cape Town with my son. South Africa. South Africa, and um, we landed, and otherwise I would be the greeter for Sarasota. President Bush, welcome to Sarasota. Booker High School is over here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's what I do. You can't really get into Sarasota without praying with Jan. It's just not allowed, (laughs) no matter who you are. So anyway... um, the world changed and they wanted Tim to do global crisis instead of the tourism thing. Let's show the whole world where the world headquarters is. So we were preparing and starting with all that. And then I got really sick and became his global crisis. Tim took me, you know, on a sailboat. We bought key sailing charters. It was already called the Key Breeze. We had the key to the city already. Seemed like a God thing. Tim said, this sounds too fun. It could not be God. It sounds too fun. And uh, (laughs) yet it was God. Vonette Wright took me aside in her motherly way and said, dear, I believe Jesus had a boat in his hometown with 12 people. Did he not? And so that's what happened next. Uh, We took 45,000 people sailing while waiting for me to die. And then the question you want to ask. Yeah. Then what happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then what happened? I was sitting um, Sarasota Yacht Club, always a boat. What is this? This is a year ago. Sunset at Purim, wow. March 16th. I had been unconscious three days. I had been sick 33 years. And my father's life verse is Jeremiah 33.3. Amazing. What is that verse? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you some crazy, great, mighty things that you would not be able to think of on your own. I'm glad you didn't quote 2911 <laughs> and misuse it the way that most of American Christianity does. No, this was, this was an amazing thing. So I'm sitting with, believe it or not, James Irwin's widow. Astronaut James Irwin, eighth yeah. man to walk the moon, left yeah. the Bible on the moon. Yeah. I know her daughter Joy and she was sitting there too. And we were with Kevin and Donna Jessup, who had just done the return and the renewal. They were at our table. Mary Ellen didn't know I was ill. Everyone else did. She starts praying. Dear God, bless Janice. She speaks at the Hyatt tomorrow. Fill her with your glory. She told me even, be still. And I'm thinking, everybody's been saying that to me since I was born. She says, fill her with your glory. And at that moment... Was I healed? I didn't know that. At that moment, I thought I was going to become very ill on the NFL player, Nikki Bolton, at the table behind us. All I could think of is, I'm going to get sick on a football player at a yacht club. I did not know I was being healed. Then, immediately, it was like a surgeon's knife entered my ear, hung out around whatever a myelin sheath is, and all my suicide-level nerve pain disappeared. It went through the other side, locked it up, and I was completely healed. We're all sitting there looking at this. My husband has his hand here, and Donna Jessup calmly looks out the window in her perceptive Israeli way and says, you just got healed at sunset at Purim. And I'm thinking, Purim, what's that? Oh, Queen Esther, they tried to kill her, it didn't work. And then, as if on cue, 
the gentleman from the Jewish world in our town who helps pay for the ecumenical Christian Everybody Prayer Breakfast because it was Sunset at Purim got up and explained Sunset at Purim. So this story kind of flew all around. The neurologist, Eric Arrojo, made a day in the city in our honor. The governor sent me a birthday card. I don't know if he knows he did. And <laughs> I mean, I've met him, but I don't think, you know, my birthday is, is on Florida's mind at all. Yeah. But <laughs> it definitely was on Sarasota's mind that I was completely healed. And um, they gave me a flute, sent me off to Israel with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Now we're heading off with Transworld Radio, and we are still sailing. SiestaKeySailing.com, 941-346-7245. So can I, get a, can I get a little trip with my wife sometime? Absolutely. How many, how many do you take out at a time? We can take up to 12. Okay. And part of, the, part of the balance right now is we do a lot of ministry trips absolutely at no charge, and so we never used to raise support because that covered it. So we're trying to figure that out, and I'm... I'm well, I don't Wanna, yeah, you I don't want to no, push you're out. Gonna, no, you're going to be free. I'm telling the listeners that they can come, and um, if they tell me what they're doing and it's involved in ministry, we can talk about they don't have to necessarily look at the prices that are there. Or if they're in the giving end, they can definitely look at the prices. And you get quite a bit of business from non-ministry people that are just tourists? Mostly, yeah. I mean, I could, I could name the people that you would know, like in the movie star world, and I could name the people from every country. 45,000 guests. Wow. From Lido so, Beach Resort, Ritz, Hyatt, everywhere. So this just happened within the last year or so. The healing. Yeah. We've been sailing 16 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that means I was only on the boat one year without pain. So that's yes. what I was going to ask you is you're going around doing all this stuff, Cape Town, this, that, blah, 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 Siberia, with this pain. I wanted to die. So how do you manage that? I, I wanted to die. God and I would have a fight. Every day? Every day, all day. I'd be like, I want to die right now, God. I wasn't even going to kill myself. I want to die right now. And he would say, you can't. Your daughter's got soccer practice. No, I want to go right now. He's like, you want to just see the last person come to the Lord. I'm like, I'm good. I'll watch it in heaven with my parents. And then when I got well, I'm not a prophet, but I'm like, I'm well. I'm only 65. Am I going to see Jesus come back? I don't know. Wow. No so, pain. And... You said brain damage. Yes. What, what was that? Um, something about being beaten and poisoned. And um, so we finally had and to... so it started way back... Yes. ...when that event in Ecuador yeah. happened. No, no. Ecuador is my favorite. Favorite I'm, I'm, happy I'm little... Happy Columbia. little... Happy jungle pilots. Happy savage killers. We Co love them. They all love the Lord now. Yes. <laughs> Colombia. Colombia is wonderful too. We went back and lived there but, but after just, it happened. For yes. the timeline, you've had this pain and this brain damage... 33 years. Since, every second of every day. Since the walk to rehearsal for Luis Yes. Blau. Yes, and I also had a brain that went in and out. I would, I would. Um, you don't now, still. I've noticed it a few times. <laughs> you're I'm, great. You're great. I'm kidding. But no, I would have seizures. Um, I dedicated wow. the statue of the sailor and the nurse. I think I blanked out. I don't think anybody noticed um, wow. the big statue of the sailor and the nurse that's in Sarasota. And I just would pretend that I'm a flaky blonde school teacher, and people went with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy pull off. But yes, if, so if we I, had sold the boat. I would never have had been on the boat without pain if we had sold before you. So if I would have met you before you were healed, mm -hmm. would I have noticed anything different? No, sir. No? According to the people who get on our boat afterwards. Some I told what happened because it opens a door if anything scary is going on in your life. And I would say to them, even before I was healed, if you're in a scary chapter of your life, pretend you're in heaven already with God and some popcorn. Huh. Pretend you're in heaven and look down and go, oh, whoa, that, that gross COVID mask thing. What was that? You know, or 
because the story's not over. And I would say that before I had my healing even, and I believed it. I had faith, I had joy, I had yeah. peace, I had love, but I had brain pain, horrible brain pain that is now gone. So this all started with you thinking you needed to go somewhere else to, to do the Lord's work, to be a missionary. And now you're back on your sailboat realizing you can be a missionary in that way. What does that look like? To me, the most important thing I learned to share with you and your listeners is the little girl from the beach ran off to change the world. The world changed the little girl. The world followed her home. The little girl took the world sailing and realized the message and the people are in front of us every day, no matter where we are. I love that. And so uh, do you have any examples of just people who come and rent your boat? and you have impact with like it's it's every day is a mission field because it's just like when you're going off to your jobs everybody it's like if you're a school teacher those people you interact with it's based on friendship they don't get on the boat and i say god loves you and has a wonderful play you know let's get baptized right now no i ask them about their life what's going on in their world just as if i was in africa or siberia or south america yeah and so what are you doing here at NRB. What, there's some, What's there's crazy a- is I have a world of music and missions and radio and Christian bookstores. And right now I'm in the middle of editing the book Sailing Home. The story's great. The book's not great yet. So you're going to get it when it's edited. And there's talk of using even part of this and whatever we do to make a short documentary so that if anything happens before Jesus comes back to all the people in this story, we already have footage of the astronauts' widow and daughter yeah. and Kevin and Donna. They're already taped on the boat telling yeah. the story. So people in the next generation won't say, did that really happen? Right. That's good. Did. And so how's that going? What's the timeline? It's What's- great. Um, I'm writing, I'm praying, I'm listening. And um, it's the, the project is Sailing Home, Sailing Home Sarasota. And we're still sailing around with people on the boat, so it's not done yet. And that'll be a to be continued. And maybe people will hop on our boat and charter with us and have input as to how I should write it. Give us your business's website again. Sure. SiestaKeysailing.com. And then can people get a link to this book thing from um, there or not? I have four chapters on SailingHomeSarasota.com. But if they text or call me, I mean, the Christian community, I'm very accessible to just interacting. Obviously, that's what NRB is all about. And again, my phone, my cell, we make available 941-346-7245. Awesome. Yes. And, And what kind of calls do you expect at that? We've been getting like 80 a day just to go sailing, so I can't imagine what you're going to generate. Awesome. I might have to hire you to get my phone, or your son. He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, you've been given unique uh, Christian network over the years. I mean, Luis yes. Palau, uh, the Saints, and the, the Elliots and that whole group. Yeah, that whole early the, Christian music industry. I played flute backup for all of them. Yeah. You know. The, the, yeah, the... Uh, what were they called? Continentals? Continentals. The uh, Brights and the Douglases. And uh, to whom much is given, much will be expected, right? And so you're trying to steward that yes. well, all Ab- those inputs and all those relationships. Absolutely. Because and- I learned they were the real deal just as much as my parents and my in-laws. And I thought that's what it's all about. When you, when you work with someone that you idolized as a child and then you see, wow, they are living what they believe. Huge. Huge. Yeah. We want to be those kind of people. Yes, we do. Uh, my son's sitting right over there, and I think he's great. Are we on video? As as parents, we want to um, <laughs> we want to uh, 
have that, you know, our kids live with us day in and day out. And, and you know, one of the things you, you hear about, like, Sunday Christians. Mm -hmm. And I know a bunch of kids that grew up in Sunday Christian homes. And they're not walking with the Lord right now. Kids who are my age. Because their families were a fraud. They, they didn't live out. They weren't the real deal. You know, you're describing... Well, even Those if they are the real deal, um, parents should not feel guilty because kids do the woo, yeah, you know, sure. the mountaintop low. We're for all sure. missionaries and mission fields at the same time. Yeah, amen. But your point is valid. Yeah, and uh, just being who you are all the time, I can tell you're that kind of person. <laughs> Once you've been mostly dead and you're alive, everything's a miracle. Yeah. And so, Tim, when am I going to meet him? When um, I come down to see us, actually, he did three charters yesterday on the boat because somebody's got to pay the bills for this missionary stuff. <laughs> and um, he may he may be here later in the week. I might actually give him a day. If off. he gets here, I, I want to meet him. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Jan Solomon. Anything else you want to say? Come sailing. We'll do more interviews. Just until you get tired of sailing, that'll be till Jesus comes back. Awesome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Bye bye. The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.